Welcome everyone to the Russell Show. I'm your host Russell Chowdhury. I can't wait to jump into this podcast episode. Episode number 108, we have a special guest Michael Mickle. So, in this episode we'll discuss with Michael the today's topic how stoicism can help our life. So, forget to subscribe our channel and leave a review on our podcast and let's dive in. Hi Michael, thank you so much for joining me in this podcast episode. I really appreciate you. How are you doing today? Doing great, Rosal. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Look forward to uh, chatting with you. Yeah, definitely. So, we have an interesting topic to discuss today. None of our guests have spoken about it and not many people are familiar to uh, stoicism. So, we're going to talk about stoicism, what what that is, what does it mean, and how we can implement it in our life and gain achieve our goals and purpose with your life. And I have been following last couple of years stoicism followed a few things on the youtube videos and and the marcus uh Alokios is in the greek anxious philosopher he's been more into this so i've been studying uh the last two years into it and following a few steps and i like the way he's talk about a few things the living a life so for our listeners if we're going to learn from you as well like if obviously you've been practicing for so many years and you believe in it so you'll be so much better if you can explain it to our audiences and we can have like a discussion on to it so before i get into like tell us a little bit about yourself what you've been doing we've been helping and in terms of your life and career yeah yeah rosal uh you know really look forward to talking about stoicism it's been, just been a huge help for me in my lifetime but you know as kind of a general introduction i'm i'm mike mcgill uh by day i've been in tech for 20 plus years Uh, I'm currently in a position of CIO in a healthcare organization. Uh, so I love tech, love helping people get ahead in tech. And, you know, that's kind of by vocation and by avocation, uh, amongst other things, yeah. I am a, I'm a practicing stoic, uh, you know, was introduced to stoicism about eight years ago. And as I said earlier, just a huge help for me in my professional career yeah. and in my personal life. You know, I've always been somebody who always, you know, kind of I've read a lot and I've always been kind of an experimenter of kind of learning of new things and trying new things. And, you know, there's a couple things along the way that just really stuck and were really helpful for me. Um, and stoicism was one of them. So uh, look forward to talking about it with you, Razzle. Yeah, that's, that's great. And yeah, so let's talk about at the beginning. So what does it actually mean by stoicism? Why is it actually? So for listeners, those doesn't know right. and don't understand it. So just give some explanation on that and just brief introduction of it. Yeah, so Stoicism is a school of philosophy. So it is a philosophy that was, you know, to get a, to get a little Wikipedia-ish, it was uh, founded by a, a Greek philosopher called Zeno, okay. uh, you know, founded in Greece around 300 BC or so. Uh, so again, it's a school of philosophy. And, you know, there were a lot of school philosophies at the time, you know, this particular one kind of survived through the Roman kind of conquest of the Mediterranean and whatnot. And, and you know, Stoicism finds its way into Rome. And yeah. it was just a very popular school of philosophy. I think these different schools of philosophy in Roman civilization were somewhat like religions to us now. You know, you had people who were in the Stoic school of philosophy. You had Epicureanism, you had uh, skepticism and cynicism, and you had all yeah. these different schools of philosophy that were prevalent back in, in, in Rome. 
you know, in, in early, you know, early AD years and, and through Roman civilization. Uh, and, you know, Stoicism kind of thrived, you know, you don't run into people these days who like say, oh, I practice Epicureanism or I, I practice cynicism. Uh, you know, you may have people who are, are cynical, yeah. but, you know, as a school of philosophy and it's kind of a mindset. And, you know, I kind of look at Stoicism really as kind of an operating system for life, but it kind of has survived over the millennia because it's just a very practical school of philosophy. I mean, Stoicism, you know, they're not, you know, the Stoics weren't asking questions, you know, uh, esoteric navel gazing mm. questions about, you know, if trees fall in the wood and nobody's there to hear a sound, do they really make a noise or any of these kind of, you know, kind of pointless questions. The Stoics were very interested in living good, virtuous lives. And, you know, the, the things that the Stoics taught about way back 2000 years ago are still extremely practical for us yeah. in this day and age where we live stressful lives, where there's a lot of outside influences that are kind of trying to grab space in our mind and lead us in unhealthy directions. We still suffer from emotional, we all just kind of the same people that human beings, the same things that human beings suffered through 2000 years ago, we yeah. suffer today, anxiety, stress, outside influences and whatnot. So stoicism kind of fortunately lived on and I think still lives today because of it, its practicality uh, and its simplicity really. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for explaining those. So yeah, a lot of people doesn't know actually what does it actually mean. And probably they heard from someone or something they saw, but probably never thought about like how can affect on their life in a good way. So tell us a little bit about like, how do they actually affect it on your life in a good way? And like you get help from the following the stoicism, follow philosophy. Right. So, you know, I kind of, you know, previously explained the kind of the what of, you know, yeah. what is stoicism but kind of the why you know why would yeah. anybody want to bother with stoicism you know this dusty 2000 year old philosophy you know written by these people with hard to pronounce names thousands yeah. of years ago uh but again it, it's really practical and you'll kind of again the whys so you know, there's there's a lot of things you can benefit from from mm -hmm. stoicism but just some really practical mindsets of stoicism that benefit me today so the stoics were very much about kind of building emotional strength and, and being objective about the things that happen to us, you know, kind of, you know, teaching things to help us be more objective, more accepting and more unselfish as kind of life's events happen to us. So, you know, one of the, the kind of primary teaching of, of stoicism is really uh, through the stoic philosopher Epictetus kind of yeah. taught us to kind of learn to understand what we can and what we cannot control and accept the things that we can't control and act on the things that we can control. And it, it's funny, a lot of times when I talk about it, it sounds very kind of simplistic, but yeah. I think if we look back on our lives, we can probably identify a lot of times where we got really stressed out and got really upset that about something that in the end we had no control over so again that's that's one way stoicism has benefited me and again it sounds simple but it's a filter that i process my life's events through mm -hmm. is can i can i control this or not and if i can't control it i have to accept it now that doesn't mean i don't take some form of action on it or um you know maybe in my circle of control you know, yeah. I, I I kind of focus on the on the area of, of it that I can't. But acceptance is just a, a, just a, a beautiful way to kind of lessen the stress of your life by accepting. And then you know, Stoics again were people of action. And then so the things that I can control, making sure that I take action. And I you 
know, take positive, productive action in those areas. So identifying what I can and can't control. And then the Stoics, the Stoics also had a mindset of looking at your obstacles as opportunities. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, Marcus Aurelius talked a lot about this, the Roman emperor and Stoic philosopher Marcus Aurelius talked a lot about this mindset of seeing your obstacles as opportunities. And, you know, again, another thing that's benefited me, because I think we all have a tendency to maybe dance around our challenges a little bit to try and avoid these tough situations. I think it's it's human nature. Yeah. But Stoicism kind of gives us that mindset and helps us realize that that is the way, like that's the path. When you have an obstacle or a challenge in your life, like the only way, the only way past it is to go through it. So yeah, those are just a couple of simple ones. I, I could probably go on about a number of different ones, but again, just these very practical, almost kind of like mindset exercises. I, I say yeah. a lot that stoicism is really just a bunch of beautiful mind games that we play with ourselves. Uh, you know, it is just kind of, you know, not letting your thinking dictate how you're going to feel. You know, our our thinking is very unreliable. You know, I mean, you know, we can't just take the thoughts that drip through our head at face value. Stoicism will kind of help kind of drop the gate a little bit and, mm -hmm. and help kind of analyze what your thinking is. And, and you know, sometimes, all right, I'm going to go down that path. I think that's good. Or to say, hey, you know, you know, does this really benefit me to think this way or to emotionally respond in this way? And then to kind of course correct in a direction that's going to be a little bit healthier for you. Yeah, definitely. Like right now with the chaotic moment of this world is just 99% of the time we're dealing with our own mental battle right like right. we're going back and forth so many things happened in the past so many things about the future so many things are going on present moment and we don't know how to react to them kind of situation so stoicism actually helps identifying them problems and take them action according to your uh, control like oftentimes we are let's think about like during the pandemic so many people lost their jobs they're out of control a lot of people uh got covid and a lot of people lost their loved ones as well out of control no one can control nothing because that time the medication wasn't there their vaccination uh, nothing like that no one knew what's going on to the world a lot of people lost their businesses now out of control as well like he probably had like a big goal for 2020 and out of nowhere in a q q1 uh, end of q1 everyone locked down like a different parts of the world uk us and uh, wherever they are and so, yeah, it just like I've been following like a few stuff on the YouTube and the last few few years and been following like things you can't control and things you can control and you need to focus on that and take action to it. So tell yeah. us a little bit about like how stoicism can help like uh, setting up our goals with our life. Could be someone has like relationship goals, someone has like uh, business goals or someone has like uh, health goals. How using uh, stoicism uh, philosophy and we can set our goals and achieve them. Yeah. So, you know, what stoicism helps with is really your goal again. And it's subtle because I mean, we, we set goals to achieve an outcome. Yeah. And, and obviously we want to advance. We want to reach an outcome, but you know, a lot of times we focus more on the outcome mm -hmm. than the journey. And a lot of times the, the benefit of the goal is maybe how it holds our feet to the fire to go on that journey we may not have otherwise gone. on. Yeah. And we may consider it to be a failure if we don't reach the desired outcome, Yeah, which is unhealthy thinking. So again, stoicism 
kind of teaches us again, kind of through the what we can and can't control. Like I can't, there's, there's, I can't control the outcome. You know, uh, I, you know, there's a lot of variables. I, I mean, let's say I, I have a goal to, you know, give a speech in front mm. of a bunch of people. I'm nervous about speaking and I have a goal for myself to learn how to become a public speaker. Yeah. If I focus on the outcome, how will people receive what I'm speaking about? I can't control that. There's so many variables at play. Did, yeah. they, did they just eat lunch? Are they not interested in the topic? Are they in a bad mood that, I mean, there's a lot I can't control about the outcome. What I can together, uh, good materials, my kind of trying to kind of, uh, uh, you know, learn a little bit about the audience I'm speaking to. So again, that's one example. I can't, I can't control the outcome. There's a lot of variables in the outcome, but I can yeah. control my preparation. So our goal should be, should be focused more on what are the actions that I can take that influence me Mm -hmm. hitting that outcome. I mean, obviously, I'm going to have a much better chance of giving a good speech if I or giving a speech that's well received, if yeah. I prepare and if I if I do my homework and if I practice and all that. Um, so again, I, you know, stoicism teaches a lot about how, again, we can't control the externals. All we can do is control the internals. And so if we focus our goals and kind of making sure that our, our actions are based on things that we can't control, and then influence and hope for the best that it's going to, that the outcome is going to be what we want. So again, I think kind of in a nutshell, and again, it, it's, there's nuance, and, you know, you, again, you, you want to achieve something, but again, you can't necessarily control everything that might be part of that outcome. All you can do is control what you can do to try and influence that outcome to come out in your favor. So yeah, it's basically better like focusing on the process rather than outcome. So right. outcome anxiety makes you restless, right? Instead of like you focusing on the process, improving yourself on doing something, could be you want to go for a date, like you rather focusing on the uh, girl or guy, whoever you're dating, and they probably say no, or the, how they're going to react, rather than focusing on that, you can look better yourself, how you dress, how you talk, how you present yourself, rather than mm -hmm. focus on that, rather than like uh, what's going to happen because it's out of your control. Same with the business uh, as well. Like you can make your product better, your services better, but you don't know like uh, how your customer's going to be like, how many sales you're going to get on the day or the year. That's totally out of control. So many things in, involved in terms of uh, like getting the outcome. So right. and I think yeah. and just real and sorry, real quick, yeah. but just it's kind of stoicism helps with the iteration as well, too, to kind of take whatever you know you planned, you prepared, you attempted. Mm. It's not a failure. It's just it's feedback. If you don't reach your goal, it's not yeah. a it's not failure, it's it's feedback. And and stoicism again can help us sift through the emotional turmoil of getting upset that yeah. my goal didn't turn out the way it was instead to be kind of more objective and look at it as feedback and say, okay, how do I need to course correct? What do I need to tweak? What do I need to change? Mm -hmm. And then, and then, and then try again. And again, try again by focusing on changing what I can control and see how I can influence maybe to have a better outcome the next time around. Yeah. Um, we, we get so caught up with that thing, uh, outcome. So outcome always there. Every people you talk to, like a coaches, consultant, motivational speaker, you have to have a big goal. The focusing on the goal, right. the law of attraction, 
And sometimes you don't hit that goal. Let's say someone had the revenue goal for the business for $250,000 and they achieved like a 190 just because of they haven't received a 250. They feel like a failure, even though they made 190 prior to last year. Last year, they probably made a six figure, like $100,000. Now they doubled their income, but they didn't hit the 250, 50,000 less. They're feeling like they're a failure. And I had the uh, thought myself, like uh, when I started my career, my business, every time I was setting a goal, probably 100,000, I probably made 50. And I'm just always the shot. Uh, I feel like right. it's rather than I'm thinking, oh, yeah. this is my startup business. And while I made a goal, I should have made 100,000, but I made 50 is better than where I came from, right? I made 20,000 prior to that. Right, right, exactly. And that's another thing that stoicism yeah. kind of helps us with is appreciating what we have instead of desiring, mm. instead of desiring more. And, and, and I tell you, Raz, I'm just kind of convinced that really the key to happiness in life is just being grateful for what you already have. Because, yeah. you know, look, again, it's subtle. We, we do look, we don't want to just sit back. We're not looking to be hermits, you know, out on the mountaintop. I, I, I mean, look, it'd be a beautiful way to live if you can be happy kind of living that way. I mean, we want it's again, I keep saying it's subtle, but you can be happy with what you have by still and still try to get more if it aligns with kind of your values and what's important to you in life yeah but again you know not not being um a victim to that desire you know making sure that your pursuit of getting better is coming from a healthy place and not just this mindless i got to get more i get it and then i just get unhappy with that and then i got to get more that's where the danger is where you let your desire just you're always in a state of desire and wanting the next wanting the next wanting the next and yeah. and you do that for years and there boom you had years that you were never truly happy or appreciative of what you already have so in your example of i shot for 100,000 in revenue i made 75 Sure, you can choose to be upset about the 25, or you can choose to be upset about the seven, or be happy about the 75 yeah. that you got that you didn't have previous to that. So again, we don't want to just totally, you know, squash out this innate thing, this innate thing we have into us to want to improve. But we don't want to just be like, you know, led on a pulled on a leash of always chasing more and more and more. Yeah, definitely. And th- that cycle never ends, right? So when you hit 250, even though you hit 250, then the next year, you'll be like $1 million, right? And the yeah. cycle never mm-hmm. ends, even though you become a billionaire, the next year, my trillion dollars. And eventually, mm-hmm. you'll be like 70, 80 years old and realize, I've been chasing the so many things. And right now, I'm just in my dead bed. And I, right. I didn't enjoy all of the success I had. I didn't enjoy all of the money I had. I just keep on chasing the next thing. And I was restless for that. So when do you think if someone like uh, focus on when is enough is enough with stoicism philosophy, does it actually teaches something like that? Like uh, when someone can need to appreciate it and this is enough for you in order to live a life because we don't know when to stop. We, we know how to keep going, but don't know how to stop. Right. You know, and it's, it's funny, you kind of will see this, not just in stoicism, but uh I've also read the Bhagavad Gita and there's kind of this same kind of concept in mm. this kind of Hindu script, you know, spiritual, yeah. uh, you know, kind of writings in the Bhagavad Gita about kind of the concept of internals versus externals. So in Stoicism, they're called, it's like what, you know, internals and externals and externals are called indifference, like yeah. meaning that all we really should care about is kind of the internals. So what is enough? I mean, if, if you can look out the window and see a beautiful tree and a beautiful blue sky and, and be happy, you, you really, I mean, you have enough. 
Now, again, you may you may still want to, for reasons you know of your own, to kind of continue yeah. to develop, continue to kind of build upon what you already have. But back, you know, to that concept of indifference in Stoicism, we should be indifferent to the things that we can't control. We should be indifferent, and there's preferred indifference and dispreferred indifference. So in Stoicism, it's a preferred indifference to have money. You know, I should yeah. not let myself be impacted emotionally one way or the other by the amount of money that I have. But I would prefer to have more money than to be poor. Uh, I would prefer to be healthy than to be sick. So again, whatever's external of us in stoicism, should we should be indifferent to, but there's preferred and dispreferred indifference. So again, and yeah, what does this mean in terms of when do we have enough? Um, you know, back to your example of that 250,000, I'm going to chase after a million. Uh, you know, if you're happy with, with where you're at and with your life and you're feeling fulfilled, 250 is enough. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say in the extreme sense, you probably already have enough. You know, again, you probably already have enough to be happy if you learn to appreciate what you already have. So again, it, in Stoicism, we really should always have enough as long as we have an internal sense of, of you know, of, of, of wellness, of happiness, uh, of contentment. And again, that's just that it kind of reverses back to learning to just be content and happy and appreciative and grateful for what you yeah. already have. Yeah, you well said uh, this thing. It's just like a mindset, right? You have to have that thinking of it like when is enough you need to sit down and ask like uh, wherever you are grateful for make a list out of it and you're going to find it like where is enough things we chase is not our needs it's just we want things right? right the car you have is already perfectly fine but it's not newer model that's why you're being unhappy because of it's not 22 play <laughs> you already got 22 yeah. 20 play right but you want a new latest iphone latest samsung phone or latest laptops latest bags later designer clothes so it's on your mindset, like how you define your enough or your success is everyone thinks is different. Right, right. We've all heard that. We all heard the stories of the people who become millionaires and they're still unhappy and they're not any happier than they were. They they look back on the, the easier, simpler times earlier in their lives and yeah. learn too late that they should have just appreciated it back then. And I think another way to look at it is really... Mm want versus need. I think it's okay to want something. Again, if it aligns, yeah. like for me, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to make more money. I'm a husband, I'm a father, I have a family. I want to care for them. I want to provide for them. I want to be able to, you know, provide for them in the way I, I see fit. Yeah, uh, It's okay to want to get ahead in my career and, and increase my earning potential. It's dangerous when it gets to be a need. And there's, it's just, you know, you're mindlessly just chasing after that. I need to have this. I need to have, you're just, again, you're caught on that hamster wheel of desire and dissatisfaction with what you're already having. So needing is when things can get dangerous for us. Wanting, again, you're back in the world of, of stoicism and indifference and preferred indifference. It's a preferred indifferent for me to have a, a, a Tesla. Uh, you know, because I think they're cool. You know, I'd like to have an electric car. You know, that'd be pretty cool. I can, can help kind of like, you know, reduce carbon emissions and I can kind of do all this cool stuff. I don't need it. I'm not going to be unhappy if yeah. I don't get it, but I think it would be cool to have one and I want it. So again, I think a little bit of that kind of want versus need kind of way of looking at things. If you're finding yourself just chasing after something and it doesn't align again with a virtue or something that is a goal of yours, 
you might be just chasing after something you feel a need or you're just trying to kind of fill some societal role or kind of listening to all the yeah. outside voices telling you you should have this and it maybe doesn't really align with what you want to be or what you really want yeah 100 agree with that right now because of the social media and everything like your friends your family someone like posting things on instagram mm -hmm. nice car nice bag and you realize this is something i want but it doesn't really actually align with your goal and your vision probably mm -hmm. you enjoy like uh, laying down like sleeping for 12 hours and this is why you do enjoy right and you're trying to be like uh, three hours uh, you're gonna sleep and try to do workout and everything your body probably not made for uh, these things and you have to find out like what is working for you and what works for others and you need to ask them question in yourself to finding the happiness otherwise keep on chasing the next thing when i will have this car when i have a next house this career this spouse then i'll be happy when you actually get there then you realize it's everything same like probably first few days in any house probably you're gonna enjoy it. then after that it just become a norm to you and chasing for the next thing so with the stoicism like a lot of our listeners into it and they actually know right now what stoicism is and how it can help our life so what's the best place to start like being following uh stoicism do you think is it youtube videos books or what, what would you recommend Yeah, I mean, I think in the end, you know, it's whatever, however you learn best, whether it's video, whether it's books, I, I'm a reader. Uh, I've always been a reader since I was a kid. I've just always, always loved reading. Mm -hmm. um, the, the advice I always give with Stoicism is first, I recommend learning about Stoicism before you start reading the works of the Stoics. Right. Uh, you know, I know, speaking for me personally, I don't know if I would have just picked up Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, read it, and been like, oh, like, wow, Stoicism is really awesome. Uh, instead, I read the book, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Then I read the book, A Guide to the Good Life by William Irvine. And then I started reading the Stoics. Okay. Um, I think it just helps get, to have somebody who's an expert kind of frame it out for you. So when you dive in and you start reading Marcus Aurelius or Seneca or Epictetus, again, you kind of, you have the right glasses on as you're going in. And you kind of you're you're under you're kind of like aha oh yeah I get it this is where they're telling uh, they're this is where they're telling me that I shouldn't worry about things that I can't control so kind of the what I always recommend is uh, the book A Guide to the Good Life by William Irvine uh, it is a it's a it's a wonderful kind of Stoicism 101 book it'll tell you what is Stoicism who are the Stoics you know kind of all these different kind of mindsets and teachings of Stoicism right. and how to apply them in your life. Uh, it's a great start. So, you know, I always recommend start, you know, that being a book, but look, you have um, all kinds of resources on YouTube. You have the Daily Stoic, uh, you know, Ryan Holiday has a newsletter and, and, a, and a website that he runs called the Daily Stoic with a lot of good intro to stoicism content. So like, if you're someone who's like, look, yeah, I'm not a reader. I don't, you know, I don't necessarily want to pick up a book. Uh, yeah, yeah, go to YouTube and, you know, just type in stoicism and you'll find all kinds of good videos with like millions of views of kind of introduction yeah. to stoicism. And, you know, that that's good content to consume too. I do believe that in the end, stoicism, like any philosophy is, it's not, if, if, you know, again, you could probably get some intro to stoicism, get some good ideas and like maybe get a little bit of benefit out of it. Um, but if you really, to me, if you want to go with any type of philosophy, you kind of have to build a relationship with it. Yeah. So I really do feel like having a book and your highlighter and your pen next to you 
and not, you know, you know, we all have that tendency. We read a book and 10 pages into it, we're already flipping to the end and say, how many pages do I got left until I'm, I'm done with this book? Um, you know, with philosophy, it's, it's like a good relationship. You want to, you want to take your time. You want to, you want to just absorb I mean, you really don't need to read more than a couple pages. Uh, right. there's, it's dense. It's like very, it's like very nutrient rich food. You know, you don't need to, to, you know, sit there and, and, and pig out on nutrient rich food. You know, you just can eat just a little bit of it and you'll get what you need. And it's the same with philosophy. You can just read a couple pages, a few pages, and it's almost, you're better reading it that way than like picking up meditations and going, Oh, it's 200 pages long. I'm going to read 20 pages a day and be done with it in 10 days. Um, you know, you want to kind of take your time with it, but uh, I'm kind of I'm giving you a long answer to a to a short question, but yeah, yeah, a guide a guide to the good life by William Irvine, I think, is an excellent way to learn more about stoicism and, and see if it's a if it's a rabbit hole you want to go down. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much, Mike. So yeah, we're coming to the end of this podcast. So those who's listening to this episode, if anyone wants to reach out to you and learn more about you, Mike, what's the best place to find you? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of all over the place online, but I always kind of give my Twitter. Uh, I'm at McGillMD921. Uh, it's kind of the hub of all right. the spokes of all the different things. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Medium, I'm on TikTok doing stoicism videos. Um, but, you know, I think kind of that my Twitter uh, profile is kind of the, the place to, you know, if you want to hear more about what I have to say about stoicism or see what I'm up to. Uh, you know, Twitter is a good place to start. That's great. Yeah. So thank you so much, Mike, for coming to the show. And yeah, tell us, telling us more about stoicism and how we can help our life and getting it better. So I really appreciate it. I wish you good luck with your future and your career and your life. Yeah. Same to you, Russell. Thanks again for having me on. Yeah. You're most welcome. The pleasure was mine. So that's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it and learned more about stoicism and you can implement it on your life as well. So if you want to reach out to Mike and learn more about his work, go follow him on the Twitter and find him on other social media platforms. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy. I'll talk to you next episode. Thank you.